Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, really stop. Like a standing ovation before we begin is just too oh. much. We haven't got an audience. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. We are um, just being hilarious. But we thought we'd have to say that at the beginning, just in case any of you guys didn't know that for COVID reasons, we're being very safe, no audience, and yes. we got halfway through the show and you were like, well, they are dying on their asses. <laughs> <laughs> just that laughing at their own jokes. hates them. Exactly. And we can see some of our audience here. Yes, I don't know if you can see that. Give us a wave. Hi. Oh. Also, if you have a Yay. dog, could you show that to me now? I can't Please. read all the names, but Tim Easton, who is one of our best oh, tweeters hi, ever. Hi, Tim. I see a toy dog at the I top. I see Caroline Who's McGill, that? who we know, in Bermuda. Hello. She's gotten all dolled up. Hello, gorgeous. Also, I'd like to say hello to David from Orkney, who is the son of the man who manages this. So, yes. uh, David, thanks for the hookup there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, okay, so welcome. Welcome, I hope you're all sitting comfortably. You will be in your own homes. The booze is probably very cheap. Um, this is mad because we've got people <laughs> no from offense. all over the world. And like, um, this is the closest I'll ever get to presenting Eurovision. So I've given it some thought. And uh, it's definitely the closest Katie will ever get to singing in it. Oh! oh the okay. off. Oh, She's bold with no audience. <laughs> And correct. La 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 la. Well, guess what? I can't compete because I'm American. So maybe I'm just bitter about the whole thing. Oh, yes, of course. But yet Australia can compete. But I could go on about Eurovision literally forever. Yeah. So, bonjour France. That's literally all I've got. So, we are going to do the proper intros today that we don't do at the beginning of the podcast, but we do them on a live show. And mine tonight were inspired by the Orange President. So, this is where Chambord meets election fraud. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. This is where Metaxa meets not paying your Metaxas. Hey. <laughs> Come on. And where a white Russian helps you win your election. Oh! Come on. Wow. Award-winning comedy writer. 
Hannah George. I liked your back of the net kick there, Hannah. That was, <laughs> woo! That was um, the back of the net. <laughs> this is a true crime podcast with a twist. I'm I'm alive! Alive! I can see them shaking. <laughs> Everyone at home, I'm going to give you another chance to join in with that. So after three, it's a true crime podcast with a twist. Alive! Which Hannah is deathly allergic to, we have learned this yeah. evening. And a, that's this a shame. Is a slap in the face that that's, that's a, a catchphrase. How yeah. have you let us get away with that tagline for so long? <laughs> Guys, when it's, it's such a personal issue. It's a hate crime. Yes, Sorry. I get a very, a very dicky tummy. I'm glad we've got, got to this immediately. <laughs> Without an audience, we fucking panic. So, um, <laughs> Guys, straight to the shit. What we're going to do, we're going to introduce our guest for this evening because we still have a guest. We are joined by actress, comedian, one half of Edinburgh Comedy Award nominated The Delightful Sausage. It's the delightful Amy Glenhill. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. They love Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's a delight. Oh, it is a delight. And it does feel like there's people here because we can see them. And oh, yeah. and it's all Christmassy and you've got your hats on They're and waving. your sparkles. Oh, oh mate. Isn't what it, a treat. It is nice being out of the house, isn't it? I've got I haven't admit. been out for so long. <laughs> Such a thrill. <laughs> I'm so excited. I wanted to dress Christmassy, but I've just come as mulled wine. <laughs> It's <laughs> all I had. I'm sorry if Thank Amy you. just upskirted herself there. Um, oh my God. Apologies. The eye of the storm. Should have saved that for later. <laughs> it will be a Patreon extra, so do join. Um, Amy, we have one question on this podcast, and that is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Let me bloody tell you. <laughs> Let me bloody tell you. The, the twist is, I was a victim of a crime whilst I myself was committing a crime. Oh. 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 So it begins in Hull, like most crime, <laughs> I imagine. And um, a boy, very sexy boy, said, come and work in the bar. We need, we need someone for one night. But I was 17. <gasps> okay. And he said, just say you've had training. Just say you're 18. It's for one night. I would have done anything for this boy. <laughs> Joseph Southwell, if you're watching, do get back in contact. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went and, and I did the shift, but then they needed someone to stay on. Okay. So I stayed on. I got addicted to that sweet minimum wage. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. And the manager, Pete, was very, very cool. All okay. right. Pete was a very... Um, it was like Beppe DeMarco. Oh, do you remember him? Yeah, do I? <laughs> yes, I do. Do you? Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny. Yeah. No, I didn't. But there's no audience, so we don't know which one would have worked better. Hell oh, no, they can't shout out and tell us stuff we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, we get the nerdiest best heckles. It's great. It's so oh. good. 1674. <laughs> That's great. When Beppe DeMarco ruled. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. So I don't know who this is, which I expressed with a really sexy gurn. Beppe <laughs> DeMarco was in EastEnders. He was like a very well-dressed man with a very pencil-thin beard. Oh, okay. No, but he was, he was for yeah, EastEnders. No, he, he was, was pretty cool. He was a big yeah. deal. He was a big deal. Okay. He was a big deal. I mean, yeah. oh, mm, <laughs> pencil <laughs> beard. <laughs> Well, so Pete uh, from Hull was Hull's version of Pepe DeMarco. Nice. And he was the manager, and he would he would take us out after every shift, and it, drinks were on him. He was very cool. Uh -huh. He was brilliant, and he was very well-dressed, always smelt brilliant. Ooh. And then one day, he was wearing sandals, and me and another girl noticed that his feet were very, very dirty. Oh, okay. Very dirty. That's not Beppe. Okay. Beppe wouldn't have done that. Beppe would never have had dirty he feet. He had clean <laughs> feet. Number one, because it's one. not a real street. Am I right? <laughs> Fake. Yes. What? <laughs> it's a documentary. <laughs> Thank you. So we were like, oh, that's really interesting. But he was so cool and suave and everything. And then... Um, so you just thought interesting, not highly suspicious? Like, well, just, oh. it was just... Because, you know, men are, like, weird like that sometimes. <laughs> his like, his mum never taught him to wash his feet. <laughs> like, maybe you didn't know you meant to wash your feet. Right, yeah. So anyway, just in the bath. It's <laughs> like that. Every time. I'm not getting these fuckers wet. There's no way. I just got cramp, guys. That's how long I've sat in the same position over the last eight months. Thanks very much. <laughs> 
That was impressive, though. That was so impressive. And I was going to wear a skirt, so... Wow. I was going to say, Hannah made the right wardrobe choice. She kept going, I do have a dress. I do have a dress, but... I knew I'd be doing a lot with my legs. Oh. So. Amy, what happens next? This guy okay, hasn't washed so his feet. Dirty so. feet. This is intriguing. Okay. Dirty feet. It was just one of them things where you're like, that doesn't fit with him. Anyway, so about, I've been working here about... Uh, six months by this point still haven't been trained because I told them I knew what to do so it's hilarious ah. I didn't know how to pull a pint so there was just me and Pete on during the day and Pete nips out and leaves me in charge and the police come in oh wow okay and they say um, do you know and I can't remember what name it was but do you know this name and I said no never heard of it and they went okay do you know a Mr. Pete uh-oh and uh, I was like, yeah, 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 he, he's a manager here. He's a legend, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Dirty feet, but absolute legend. Wow. He's just nipped out and they're like, is it all right if we wait? And I was like, yeah, of course. So there was just these like two police, plain closed police, oh, but they wow. showed me the badge. Oh, just wow. sat in the bar, waiting for him to come back. And uh, when he comes back, they say, uh, uh, Mr. Pete, whatever, and he's like, yeah. And they're like, then they say the name that they said, and he tries to flee. <gasps> and they get him to the floor. <gasps> they get him to the floor. Wow. And then they take him away, and he's arrested because he's been committing identity theft <gasps> wow. yes. for years. And guess where he's been living? EastEnders. <laughs> so close. It's the disabled toilet of the restaurant. Oh, oh, shit. Wow. He's been living in the disabled toilet of the restaurant. Well, he, that's why his feet were dirty. So he had a oh. couple of suits hung up. Oh, my God. He had God. his colour and he was obviously having like a wash, you know, under the bits <gasps> and, you know, in his... <laughs> well, I think that's From how men wash. This is how we will refer <laughs> to a penis. <laughs> 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 bit of that. Bit of that. Would you give your feet... What? The occasional one so did he not have the dexterity what? of Hannah George? Right, here? This, this is a sink in a toilet. <laughs> here she goes. Okay. So, ready? Wash him. Wash him. That's I mean that's in, isn't it? He was a very small man as well, so oh. I guess the sink's kinda He could have just stood. I bet there were two right next to each other. He could have just stood oh. there. He's an idiot, what can I say? So I'm really harping on the feet the feet detail instead of the identity theft, I realize. <laughs> Also, like, if he's stealing someone's identity, their identity can't be that good if you can only afford to live in a toilet. <laughs> well, Actually, he was... Yeah. He was... Um, well, he was running this bar, though, so he'd got the job based on... I'm Mr. Oh. Fancy Pants, and they've gone, oh, look at your CV, look at your LinkedIn. Yeah. Get involved. <laughs> I presume that's what they did. Um, so then he's been running this bar for, like, a year and a half. Yeah. But doesn't have a property. Lives in, and and uh, all the drinks, all the money that he was spending on drinks for the staff, oh. it was all out of the till. It was our tips. <gasps> Whoa. He had no... Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, so he was living this, like, Bugsy Malone. <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> reference, but... Like a Bugsy Malone lifestyle. Yeah. How small was he? What's that? Foot, foot and a half. <laughs> but when the police came in, because I was seventeen, I was like, "This is it. This is the end of your days, Glenhill. <laughs> you should, you shouldn't have lied." And um, yeah, so he got taken away, and then the place had to shut <gasps> for a bit, and then they got new management, and then they realised that I didn't know how to do my job, and then I got fired. <laughs> what a sad story to an otherwise really nice tale. But my feet have always been pristine, so I still win. Yeah. Still win. <laughs> I like that you still made the handover, though. Like, yeah. well, she comes with the place. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. She worked for, you know, what's-his-face. Yeah. She's all right. For dirty I don't feet, quite get what his end game was. I've probably missed a detail, but was he... When you say identity theft, like, was he stealing from other sources? Like, was he banking money somewhere? I don't get the end game. I don't know. I it's think... It's like a weird version of Cheers. He wasn't... He <laughs> wasn't really not. see what he's getting out it of this. It doesn't feel like he was saving for a rainy day, does it? No. With, a, with, a, with an all-time plan. Yeah. He was flying by the seat of his pants. He was. Yeah. That's what he was doing. I think he was just a guy... He was a chancer. And he was like, I could, get, I could be a manager of this... For Hull, it was very, very posh, this place. It was like okay. cocktails and stuff, which, again, I never learned how to make because I said I knew how to make them. So if anyone 
if anyone asked for anything, I'd go, we don't have them ingredients. Do you want a Coke? <laughs> I'm real sorry. Um, so I think he just saw this opportunity to be like, fancy pants manager, yeah. Mr. Mr. Big around town. Yeah, so, yeah. I love that rather than just learning how to be like a bartender and then a manager of a bar, <laughs> he was like, I'll probably just steal someone's identity. That sounds like he could do it. Like, how would you know yeah. that this... My dream yeah. is to be middle management yeah. and I'm going <laughs> to swagger my way there. Also, my favourite detail is the fact that as soon as they said the name, rather than just going, I've got no idea, he just went, Scopa! I <laughs> just ran away. It was like a cartoon. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. brilliant. Well, we do ask on this podcast, if you had Pete, Knee, whatever his name was before, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only time you can use Knee for a uh, bloke, isn't it? Because they don't have to change their names. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> unless identity fraud, but the point is, if he was here in front of you, two metres away plus, sure, what would you say to him? Well, obviously, you'd say, wash your feet, get some pumice stone, that sort of thing. But also, <laughs> Pete, dream bigger, lad. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I yes. think he was inherently evil. Mm. No. You know. But there's so like, many other toilets bigger. out there. There's so many. Reach for the stars, fake Pete. Reach for the stars. <laughs> the paucity of your ambition. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could your you life imagine? of crime has led you to live in a disabled toilet. Could you imagine, though, if in someone stole your identity and then really, like, smashed your life, just make it amazing? <laughs> Amazing. And like they had everything that you had, and they just have a really great life. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure that's like every Steve Gutenberg film. <laughs> but or there's like there's a real Pete somewhere going, oh man, I hate running a bar. And then there's this guy going, God, I wish I could run a bar. I know I'll fake it till I make it. <laughs> I think there's a film in this, right? I think there could. It's such a low, <laughs> like low stakes. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. it's, and it, but it's like you know how at the end of every Jim Carrey film, it's like, oh, I should have been happy with my life and spending time with my family all along. This is what really matters. Mm. That's what fake Pete learned. <laughs> oh, I hate that as a as a moral. No, no, what, <laughs> sorry. Fake, fake Pete learns that actually being middle manager sucks. <laughs> And, you know, you're just spending tips and you need to get out there and start selling drugs and stuff because that's where the real money is. Yeah. yeah. It's, like a, it's like a reverse Jim Carrey film. Do you know what? It is literally... Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a reverse Jim, Jim Carrey film. And thank you for sharing that with us. That's mad. So that's when you were 17. Um, yeah, um, I was still working there when I was 18 because I remember my parents took me to the place I worked for my 18th birthday <laughs> and it was like a Faulty Towers episode where I had to keep them from knowing I'd, <gasps> I'd lied about my age and keep the, oh, the staff Oh, that's so funny and they thought it, you like a yeah. big 18 <laughs> Yeah, like, pop that, that's gone <laughs> Tell them about 81 oh, I just look great so I look really good funny. I had to do the, the old lady thing of where when the staff were going so, so how old are you today? And I'd be like, oh, cheeky, cheeky <laughs> <laughs> I love that at 18. Isn't it rude to ask a lady your age? <laughs> and my mum and dad were like, so sweet. And they were like, it's a special one. And I'm like, it's 45? <laughs> Probably. That would be a lovely birthday to be like another 21, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, because no one gives yeah. a shit after that. You have to hit the zeros. But actually, yeah, a nice like 45. Fake 21. I might try and, I'll make it happen. Okay. <laughs> Hannah, said, that's, that's what happens so at 40, dear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They should make other birthdays exciting, says the millennial. <laughs> oh, well, when Taylor calls me dear, we know I've done something wrong. <laughs> I'm too far away, so I'm being mean to you because I miss you so much. I know, she slagged off my beautiful singing earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, Kayla. And now I've called you young. Where will the torment end? <laughs> Oh, guys, I'm just going to use my young brain now to uh, get dig in to this true crime. So we're, okay, we're getting into the true crime part How's of the podcast. How's everyone doing? You ready for some true crime? Ready for some true crime? Yay! <laughs> oh, my God, nuts. This is amazing. This is so good. I'm yet to see a fucking dog, so try harder. But <laughs> no, someone, somebody in the top, she's got a... Look, look. Where? She's got it in the top. She's got a toy dog. She's oh, 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 look at that. Oh, there's a dog down there. Yes, Amelia. <laughs> oh, thank you. And the one at the... <laughs> Sorry, I mean, cut, smash cut to 40 minutes time and I'm still doing that, so apologies. Okay, so this case has it all. It's got noble women, sordid affairs, brutal murder and erections. Erections or directions? 
It's erections. That's what you heard first. It's what you wanted to hear. Also, when you said sordid affair, I pictured a sword and I was like, ooh. But sordid is good too. This is very Mozambique so far. I'm on board. Directions? <laughs> I'm very repressed. I'm in. I know that's literally Katie's soundbite. I don't think there's any episode you haven't said that. Can we start with the disclaimers, please? Katie is very repressed. Taylor's fucking mean. And I'm sort of perfect. So... Uh, <laughs> Guys, it's a bit. It's not. It's a bit. Okay, so. Oh, Hannah, whenever you totally kill a joke, I'm just going to go oh, with the fake candle. And be like, oh. Our main character. If you really nail it, I'll blow it out. <laughs> Our main character is Frances Howard. She's a woman who was born into nobility in London in 1590. Now, as a noblewoman, her one purpose in life was to be married off to a noble man. And this came in the shape of Robert de Vero, who was a lord at the time of the marriage. Also, he was 14 years old. Francis was 13. I'm 33, still not fucking married. <laughs> Just want to use this opportunity to say hello to my boyfriend who's watching. He's my fiancé, but I like to... Uh, you know, I'm still... That could have been a woo moment yes. from, from a live crowd, possibly. <gasps> We just don't know, do we? That's we the thing. Don't. We don't know if they feel sorry for you or <laughs> if they're laughing. No, I, I, it's, I think it's mostly pity. The fun is in the fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> However, after the wedding, which the king and queen attended, these are like Johnny what? Big Balls, these guys. <gasps> they were kept away from each other for a few years. Why do you think that was? Were there paedophile laws? What, have we said what year is this? Oh, yeah, it's 1590. Oh, there were no paedophile laws. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the way to phrase that. <laughs> They were kept away from each other. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want them to have... Or maybe somebody wanted them to annul the marriage because there was a better offer for one of them. Ooh. Katie, good. hold that thought. Oh, okay. gosh. Just that's like a direction. So <laughs> hold that direction. Oh, I'm going north right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so good. <laughs> what, what do you think? Can you beat it? No, it's just paedophile stuff going through my head. <laughs> I wish it wasn't, but this, you've put it there. This episode is going to be called Amy Gledhill Paedophile Stuff. <laughs> so, I hope you don't mind and it doesn't affect your future career. <laughs> Taylor, so what were, do you think? They were kept away from each other for how many years? Just um, a few years. Yeah, about four or five years. They're not married yet. They are no, married. married. They get married at 13 and 14. Sorry, I will pay attention from now on because it helps. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want them having children. Did she get okay. her period for four years? So she's like, I'm going to the hut. Okay. We've got period hut. Still going. But she's seen somebody else. Do you know what, Taylor, actually hold that thought. Both of you So many thoughts to hold and I have trouble with just one. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, now no pressure. You have to say something relevant to the case. What do you think? No, you don't, Amy. Uh, (laughs) You can do whatever uh, you like. um, uh, Okay. So, right. So they're, they're being kept apart at 13 because they're waiting to see if one of them develops some sort of abnormality. <laughs> I, oh, oh, go you on. said erections. I did. He couldn't get them yet or something? Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, I mean, it wasn't that uh, at the beginning, but we are touching I'm on really some... I'm really excited about the lack of erections. <laughs> <laughs> We're touching on some important stuff here. Amazingly, though, what actually happened, in a people actually giving a shit about women way, it was because the families knew that it was risky for young teenage girls to become pregnant. So they knew... Really? Yeah, which is kind of weird because, like, in those days, I think, like, literally teenagers were getting pregnant willy-nilly. But actually, maybe it's because of their standing. This is quite a story of privilege well, as well. Well, that's it. It would be so in your face how dangerous it was. That's the sad part. Yeah, they want, they want she an was just lucky yeah. time to get preggers. Exactly, and they want an Air. And so Robert was sent away to tour Europe and further his education. Oh. And Francis was left at home to wait for him to come back, because that's fair, isn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but Francis wasn't really like other women of her time, um, in that as much as that she sort of did her own thing and knew her own mind. Um, and she didn't hear from Robert very much. He didn't write to her, um, but he did send her something from her travels. What do you think it was? He sent her something from his travels, and mm. then has he gone all around the world? Where- Europe. Europe. So it's a fifth. Oh, did he uh, maybe like, you know, like one of those bones that's meant to be Jesus's toe bone or something? Very specific, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Jesus's toe bone. <laughs> they went on pilgrimages, didn't they? And they, they were all fake, but they all bought little bones and stuff that were meant to be 
<laughs> from Jesus. Extremely hard to follow this up. Also, <laughs> now Jesus's toe bone is like your Eurovision single, and I have you in a gown. This is amazing. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? A gift from a 14-year-old nobleman. Was it the first ever dick pic, but it was sort of drawn beautifully by a Parisian <laughs> oh, artist? Oh, yeah, it could be like erection. a fertility statue or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of uh, having to, um, yeah, having to, what do you call it, when you uh, pose for a portrait. And they literally had to do it for about 14 hours, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he was very virile, we don't know. Um, Taylor, a gift? I like your reframing of a dick pic, Katie. <laughs> It's just a fertility statue. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has one. Um, oh my God, if I were 14 and I was traveling Europe in the 16th century and I wanted to impregnate this woman when I got home, a goblet. A goblet. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, I didn't even think about jewelry. Well, yeah, it was, it was a ring, which he'd already given her one ring for the wedding, so he sent another ring. However, once he got back a few years later, Francis would, like you say, go to the shed for several months at a time. So actually, okay. what it was is she'd fake a few headaches, she'd sort of what, just desperately try and get out of bonking him. Well, she could have had endometriitis. I've said that wrong. <laughs> I just, you know, it's undiagnosed now. It was probably very undiagnosed then. Yeah, I mean, this was genuinely on her part. She did not want to have sex with this man. Okay. Apart from the fact that she was made to marry him. Can you think of any reason why she would be like, I don't want to do this? Ooh. Well, she could either be in love with somebody else. I was going to say she's fallen for someone else closer to home who does write to her and does yeah. show her affection. Sends her that Jesus toe bone. Send her that bones that she wants. Jesus toe bone. Um. There's no me? audience. I can't lose. Um, and you can't win. I can't win. Question? Line? Um, <laughs> I'm stuck on the why fact did that you... our podcast, you could tee up a question and one of the answers can be like, endometriosis? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we do. Why she wanted to get out of boinking him. Oh, We've had that she's God. in love with somebody else. I feel like she landed herself a sweet job at a bar by just pretending she was a little bit older. Okay. <laughs> she got a taste Smart of the girl. serving life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, firstly, the first reason was that when he was away, Robert caught smallpox. Huh. Yeah, so straight up, she doesn't want to sort of get close to that. Mm -hmm. And Francis had fallen in love with someone mm -hmm. else. Knew oh. it. Yes, Classic. and this was another guy called Robert, which is confusing. But this is Robert Carr, and he was the Earl of Somerset, so I'll call him Somerset. And he'd come to London to try and get in there with the, the great and good. He wasn't quite as high a status as Francis right. and her family was. And he was accompanied by his close friend, Thomas Overbury, who was the brains behind Somerset's plans, very much the Dominic Cummings of uh -oh. the day. Uh, we don't like know how his eyesight guy. is. We're just not a good guy. <laughs> just a guy. Just like a good guy, just like a nice friend, wingman. Just, yeah. yeah, a wingman. <laughs> as soon as they got to London, Somerset fell off his horse and broke his leg. Now, this could mean that it's all over for them, but it actually paves the way for the rest of his life. It changes the course of his life. Why do you think that was? Wait, is this how they met, or is this she loved him and then he broke his leg? Yeah, they haven't met yet. He rides into London oh. trying to make his fortune. But he falls off his horse and something happens. So he gets brought to where she is and she sees It's nothing him. to do with her, actually. That's oh, slightly misleading. Nothing to do with her. No. So it's say, the hut where she hides is also the local hospital. <laughs> no, no. It's somebody else that he meets at that point. Ooh, a doctor. Oh. A witch. A doctor, a witch. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Jesus' toe bone. <laughs> It, oh my gosh, I don't know, Hannah. I'm so sorry. I'm hard. I'm so sorry. It was the king. So the king, King James. He. Um, oh, it was King James. I was going to ask who the king was. Yeah. Now, King James, who was famously not 100% straight, he sees Somerset and he's like, woof. Like, Somerset oh. is fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he starts lavishing um, Somerset with all sorts of gifts and attention. And um, what sort of things do you think the king would give a fit guy with a broken leg. Well, can I go to the toe bone well again? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Jeweled toe bones. Diamond toe bones. Yeah. Wining, dining. Fertility statues. <laughs> Fabrics. The, the sort of, you know, the, the posh yeah. clothing stuff. Yeah, I just have every cliche. I'm like, silks and yes. 
Mer and well, actually, I mean, because he was a bloke, basically he he made him a sir, so he knighted him. So basically, he gave him all the stuff to make oh. him really, really important. Oh, yeah. boy. And now oh. he's can, buttering him up, and he's going to take it marry any chicky ones. Yeah. Well, t- to be fair, like James is married to Anne, and James knows that this isn't going to happen, but he is pretty obsessed with Somerset. This is classic, though. Like he's basically teaching him how to dress and how to groom, and then he's like, "But I like girls. It's it's tale as old as time." Drunk women solving crime. Hey guys, did you know you can support us on Patreon in return for some lovely rewards? It's true. Just check out patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime and you'll get things like shout outs, ad free episodes, even extra content like the dedicated drunk women solving crime lock in episodes and recordings of our live shows. Here are this week's shout outs Susan Belsky, Carly Milner, Jolie Carter, Rob James, Ada Tyrrell. Tyrrell? Tyrrell. 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 Ada, get in touch. Let me know which one I messed up and which one I nailed. Mary Stokes. Debbie Van Zevers. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just feel like I'm screwing them all up now. Mel Jewell. Nina Chell. Katerina Fonseca. Fonseca? Oh, you guys. This is the worst I've done and I'm Stone cold sober. Catherine Fuhi Fauhi. Mossy. I can do that one. It's just single word and it's Mossy and Stacy Edwards Benson. Oh my God. I mean, who wouldn't want to sign up for this? Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Drunk women solving crime. He becomes one of the most influential people at court. And all the while, Thomas Overbury is in the background, making the most of all of this for Somerset. However, one thing Thomas didn't like is when he found out that Somerset and Francis were having an affair. So the affair has started. And Thomas is like, this isn't good, man. You shouldn't be having... I mean, this is verbatim now. You shouldn't be having an affair, man, because, like, Francis is gobby and it could affect your relationship with the king. Somerset. I can, t- I can tell you how. Thy has not thought this through. <laughs> we have a translator in our midst. Thank you, Katie. Um, however, yeah, so this Somerset- is the night we learned that Katie minored in Middle English. I <laughs> love it. Somerset ignored this, and he and Francis decide to get married anyway. However, Francis is still married. Yeah. How does she get out of it? Oh, there's it, a crime! No, no, it gets in. They've never oh, bonked, so never she can, bonked. they can get annulled. Yeah. Oh, I thought she murdered him, and I got a little too excited <laughs> about that. Well, there probably is a crime, because so far this is just drama. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of drams. It's <laughs> Beppe DeMarco is turning up any minute now. Yes, it's because they never consummated the marriage. So. Oh, they got to prove it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a hymen inspection, is it? Oh, uh, dear. Uh, is there? It's coming up after these messages. <laughs> no, it's... Um, so, basically, Thomas Overbury, the Dominic Cummings, he tries to stop this annulment because he's like, I don't want them to get married. So, Francis tricks him into doing a treason and he ends up in the Tower of London. What, the Cummings guy? yeah. I mean, I'm kind of glad because I'm just picturing Dominic Cummings. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of undone. So it's like, this guy's cock-blocking me for my true love. Uh I'm going to do what Boris Johnson should have done. 
and lock him up. Yeah, send him to the tower. Oh, being able to trick somebody into a treason. I know, and it's so good. And also, like, we only have an hour for these shows, and I can't even go into the detail of how <gasps> she did it. It was baller. She, like, used the queen. It was, oh. like, it was really cool. Wait, she wow. did it? She did it. Francis tricked him into doing a treason. But oh. we don't have time for it, so... I Thomas... love Francis. I just need to say it. I love Francis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. She's great, isn't Francis. she? It feels so like great. she could be up here with us. <laughs> In fact, here we are in this Victorian cinema. I'm pretty sure it's cinema, <gasps> theater. I mean, I'm American, it's culture, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I swear this place is haunted, so she's probably here with <gasps> us, genuinely. Who she's wants loving to do how we're telling this story. <laughs> Does anyone fancy us? <laughs> Could you imagine if we turned this into a seance? Let's not do it. But, because I genuinely would get too frightened. Um, so basically, Francis goes to court, Thomas is out of the way, and says the reason they never consummated the marriage was because Robert was impotent. And this may or may not have been true, but she was certainly avoiding his advances. Do you think Robert went along with this? Bearing in mind, he wanted a divorce as well. Oh, he did. He did want a divorce. But do you think he was happy to stand up in court and say, I am impotent? <laughs> no. So the not ring has, has, has any man ever been happy to do that? That's, I mean, maybe it was a bad question. I'm not sure. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe the ring he sent her was a, was a cock ring. And he was like, I'm willing to yeah. work on this with you. It happens to everybody. And he <laughs> just was throwing like, that in there. Like, if I put this on, eventually... Mm. Anyway, sorry. You could use the Jesus turban as a splint. Oh, lovely. <laughs> this has come full circle, which is like a ring. <laughs> Very nice indeed. Really good life hack. I'm going to go against the grain and say, yes, he was fine standing up and doing well, that because... Yeah, because also... That he, happened he, a lot in those he, days. He wants a divorce, yeah. but if he wants a divorce, he can just go, she's a witch, burn her, and then he's single again. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to go through the rigmarole of saying, yeah, I'm impotent because that's a nice, quick, easy divorce. He's yeah. like, be like, no, I'll just get you burnt. Fuck it, my cock's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> then, and then, you know, everyone will still want to marry him afterwards. Okay, so we go burn her as a witch? Yeah. Amy. This is so awful, he's like 12. <laughs> he's yeah, he's like how old 16 is he now. Is that, no, he's like in his twenties by oh, now. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, she's a... dodged his cock a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we do that séance, please? Actually, <laughs> I think <laughs> it is a remarkable length of time. I mean, he was away for some of it. Yeah, but she's but... so impressive. She just gets more and more impressive. Everything we learn about her. Do you think? And like, Frenny, she's just like, Frenny. all right, fine, hand job. <laughs> Sorry. You can rub it up against my back when I'm asleep. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going. I love it. We are learning everyone's compromises tonight. And it's really fun. And it's live. And we can't edit this episode. So, Taylor, what do you pop your husband off with? This is what's so weird about no audiences. I'm like, well, it's like a studio recorded. And I keep wanting to go like, Amanda, take that out. <laughs> no, cannot. It's exciting. But is it a blowy? No, I'm joking. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so, no, you're completely right. He doesn't want to stand up in court and say, I am impotent. So, <laughs> he agrees to say they never consummated the marriage, but he insisted it wasn't because of him um, and that Francis was mean to him and he slept with loads of other women and ah, he sure. was like... Oh, my God. Like, boys on holiday. Did he really? like, I slept with people on holiday. You just don't oh, know yeah, them. Like, you don't know from her. a different school. You she just goes, like, never meet her. She's on a different holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. different noble. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, if anything, my dick's too big and hard, if yeah. anything. So. Everyone said it was too big, actually, <laughs> and that I can keep it hard for ages, actually. <laughs> I feel like you have been possessed by him and we did do that seance. Actually, it's fine. Um, but, okay, so how do you think he tried to prove this in court? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Did he get a lineup of, of women who he slept with? Yeah. To okay. parade around, like, take he me out. Got a line of hookers <laughs> to say he was the best yeah. they'd ever had. I, ha I okay. had sex with him, and, and it was the best, and it wa was big and hard, and please don't burn me. <laughs> <laughs> As the old saying goes. <laughs> I mean, I hope... He just stood up and gave them some direction. Like, <laughs> does he, yeah, does he whap it out and go, look at this bad boy. Well, you can't call me in particular. Please, now. Hannah, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let us down with this. Do you know what? He made one of his friends stand up in court and say that he'd once seen him with an erection. Oh, I know. Come on. Wow. That's wow. worse than it. She goes to a different school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
<laughs> yeah, also, he, so he said that Francis emasculated him. Um, he just couldn't do it with her. There was something wrong with her. Oh, it wasn't him. It does sound like they tried and she probably was mean to him. Yeah, I'm not... I mean, she never wanted to. He sounds genuinely quite hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he is. He Well, the judges didn't believe that he was selectively impotent and said that oh. if they were to truly believe the marriage was never consummated, as mentioned by Katie earlier, a hymen inspection was... Oh, no, was... but she's been having it off with other people. That's the twist. What does she do? Oh, oh. well, there's horrific things you can do about yeah. that. I'm thinking of the Friends episode where Joey puts that bit of crown <laughs> yes, around it. That is exactly. And I'm like, do I mention Friends? Well, it's back. It's popular. It's back. And it's uh, but I've already mentioned Steve Gutenberg, and that's really dated. So do I go there? It's way Yeah, did she dark. fashion herself a little blood bag? Oh. A little, a little pig's kidney full of blood, pig's liver. But this, that yeah. burst and then fuck. Like this is the, the people actually do this now. This I is know. too dark for a, a lovely light Christmas comedy show that people get themselves yeah. sewn up. Yeah, let's get back um, to Endometrios. We can't <laughs> take this out. We can't take it out, Katie. <laughs> um, well, okay. So what happens no, is, no, but I would believe that she would. She would rig she that much yeah. up. She would do, a lot of stakes here. She can afford to do something. Okay. But also, she knows that the queen, she's got like all these high powered friends. Yes. Maybe she'd just be like, hey, queenie, can you get one of Ooh. your doctors to do the inspection? And, and can it say yes, this? Yes, hey. she can bribe the inspectors because mm. it's probably the women. And they just, <laughs> no, they just, they just probably need blood on the sheets and stuff, don't yeah, they? Yeah. So it's like faking a, a urine test when you've smoked pot or something. It's like, can I have your blood yeah. on the sheets? Okay. Like, get all the chicks that are in on it to it's be just the... that you made it plural, Katie, and, like, it's horrible enough, but, like, <laughs> if there's a whole team... No, I have mixed up a few things there, because I think it's when a royal couple get married, there are witnesses for the first time they the have sheets. sex. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was... Yeah. I mean, Katie is kind of right. There were several people... Several midwives were to inspect her. However, Frances, she's clever. Amy likes her. We all like her. <laughs> she said that only... The only way a lady could submit to such a humiliating examination was to be heavily veiled. <gasps> so what do you think she did? Uh, a doppelganger. A doppelganger. I mean, that's the right yeah, answer. Yeah, There's yeah. not much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so she just paid. I thought the veils were down there. I'm like, right, just layers and layers of sheets, and then you have the blood back. So let's go with the. Yeah, basically, they, co they covered her face, and she just got somebody else to. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And she was a virgin because it was the person that she asked was a virgin. Every group of friend has one. It was, it was <laughs> me for <laughs> 22 years. But the point is, we can't edit this anyway. The point <laughs> is. Uh, she, oh, what a shame. Okay. So. You would have been so useful in the olden days for all your posh slag friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you can only, you can only do that once. So. so basically, there was only one precedent ever of an annulment being given because the man was impotent literally just for his wife. So who do you think that was? Let's test your history. Very, very famous man. Oh, God. Can we have more clues? Uh, he had a lot of wives. Henry VIII, Henry VIII I was going to say. Got to be. Oh. It was Henry VIII and Anne of Cleves. Do you like how I just... I've done this twice now. Like, you came up with friends. I'm like, I was going to say friends. And then I heard, I almost said Henry. And I'm like, don't say it. And then you did. And I was like, you make me brave, Amy's. So, do you think the judges allowed the annulment? Ooh. Yes. Okay. I mean, we've got that compelling testimony from Bill the friend. I saw it once. <laughs> I didn't touch it, but I did see it from a distance and that. So yeah. it's, it does work. No, I think they did because they've gone through all the the, the rigmarole of the veil and the test. Yeah. Mm. And he wants the divorce, so he's not fighting it they, too yeah, much. They've, they've checked all the boxes. Okay. They've jumped through all the hoops. These are posh people that generally get what they want. Yeah, and particularly <laughs> yeah. as he's friends with the king. So oh, obviously yeah. this is what Somerset wants. He wants her to be mm -hmm. free. You can't argue with the king, so James steps in and says, give them an annulment. I love the fact that up to that point he was like, I'll see this play out he for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he could have done that. I'll see if anybody's <laughs> ever seen this man's dick hard. Let's have a look. <laughs> I want to see this man's dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was waiting for. So this yeah. is King James who wrote the Bible. I yes. mean, he might have just written the intro. 
I yeah, forget no, the King worked. James Bible. It's the same guy. He yeah. also he, he was didn't the write one the Bible, he united <laughs> um, England and Scotland, right? Yeah, and then he killed those witches. He was a big witch guy. Um, yes, he's the busy witch guy. guy. So busy. <laughs> I know. Where does he find the time to also just wow. like find fit guys with broken legs? <laughs> See, I didn't know he was famously not straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, did they not teach me history in the fun way. Like there were so many oh, ways they could have made us pay to attention. Be fair. They didn't teach us that stuff. Either. Could you imagine? No. <laughs> could you imagine they were like learning about Henry VIII? Which of his wives couldn't he fuck? Like you're not gonna. <laughs> you would so pay attention in that lesson. Come on, though. year three. Missing Which it. one couldn't he fuck? <laughs> there, is, there is a way of doing it. Not with that language, but I really. Engage. God, I just realised I'm going to be a teacher. <laughs> That gets inspired so really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> she was the fun teacher. Uh, She's going to be a teacher for a week. She's like <laughs> pornographic, horrible histories. This is great. <laughs> Whilst we um, think about that pitch, that's not bad. Uh, <laughs> some three months later, after the annulment, Francis and Somerset get married. And that would be where this story ends. Oh, boy. But I promised you a murder. I promised all oh, of you. Oh, King James still wants a peace, so he's going to kill her. Ooh, well, that was my question. Oh. Who in this story gets murdered? You think Francis? I think oh, Francis. As a witch, perhaps? perhaps. Somerset. I think okay. bloody floppy dick. I've forgotten his name. <laughs> What's his name? Robert. Robert. Yeah. Robert. I think Robert's like, do you know what? I've been humiliated. I didn't want her, but I'm after you now. Ooh. Oh, so Robert ah. kills Somerset. Revenge. Interesting. Okay. King James kills Francis. And Is it the Jesus... Toe bone dealer. <laughs> wow. Okay. They shake him down and they're like, he doesn't oh, want to get busted. These are chicken bones and we all know it. <laughs> no, I think it might be Francis, but that's so sad. No, well, I mean, it's sad. Murder's oh. always sad. I feel like we need to say this again and again on this podcast. It's always sad. Yeah. Does Dominic Cummings, that, I've forgotten all their actual <gasps> names. Does Dominic Cummings come yes. out? Has he been freed he and then he goes on the rampage? Release. Oh, and then when he's so mad. Well, I'm an expert in motive. He's so mad. Fake <laughs> <laughs> tree the tower is so bad. He's so mad. It's good to get the psychological insight. Yeah. <laughs> so the person who was murdered was Dominic Cummings. <gasps> it was Thomas Overbury. Don't use that as a soundbite, Amanda. I've just realised. <laughs> cut into that bit. It was Thomas Overbury. He didn't know that Francis had sent him to the tower. And this murder happens whilst their annulment proceedings are happening. Right. So... Francis thought, well, if he finds out I sent him to the tower, he knows about the affair. If the affair gets out, then that consequently means that I'm not going to be able to get this annulment because I've cheated. And it doesn't matter that um, Robert has fucked people. It matters if she had. So she just had to get in there first. Kill or be killed kind of thing. Uh Uh-huh. So Somerset uh, is in on this too. So how does one manage to murder someone who's locked up in the Tower of London? Poison their food. Yes. Poison their food. I almost echoed you because <laughs> I genuinely thought of it, but I just can't keep Stop doing it. Poison! Sandwich. Amy, she, she literally does this with every guest. It's so awkward. Why do you think I'm sat here? <laughs> Distancing, sure, but there's still proximity. Um, okay, so we've got poisoning the food from Amy. Taylor, Thank what you. do you think? <laughs> Poisoning a cheese sandwich specifically, <laughs> a plowman's. A plowman's. Yeah. Katie? Um, I'm going to go. I always fucking love waiting for what Katie's going to say. Go on. <laughs> Just to be different, because they've already said poison, I'm going to go um, shanking. Shanking, okay. Well, it was poison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it was It was poison. It was sulfuric acid in food. And they got the food to him via a jailer who, they were so influential, they were like, oh, can this jailer have a job? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, and they hid the poisons in tarts and jellies. And I've never, like... Did anyone else die in the process of playing? No, because they sent it straight to him because they said, this is from your friend, Somerset. So, oh shit! And he yeah. wouldn't be I suspecting mean, at all at dark, this point, isn't it? No, he didn't. He didn't suspect them at all. He like, yeah, it's wow. really weird. Hannah, I've never killed anyone with sulfuric acid, and there's no shame in that. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a slow? poisoning or is this like a one-off there's one meal and he's gone or is this like a and then there's no throat it's a slightly longer running okay. poison yeah 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 
Um, and they got it from a woman called, oh, what was she called? She was called like non-trustworthy Mary, which I thought was great. <laughs> there's a whole Holy thing about Mary, shit. but we don't have time. <laughs> there's so much to these people. I'm sort of like, you paid in and done with it coming. So I was kind of like, well, thank God. But now I'm kind of like, actually, all this guy's done is gone. Maybe don't have an affair with a married woman. And then he's ended up in a tower. Yes, which I think... And then he's been... It's like... No, because it's for his own... Friend. It was for his own ambition. He yeah. didn't want him to it get It was for his own ambition. <laughs> oh, no. He's back to Dominic Cummings. Watch your and, back. I mean, that might be sulfuric acid in that yeah. white wine. <laughs> This is yeah, it. it was for his own. Okay. And this action is so very was a, important. He was a it's grabby, for his own sensible friend. <laughs> fine. I, that's fine. He can die. So, I mean, he is dead. And then, actually, interestingly, it was two years later that somebody thought, I don't think that happened naturally. And so they exhumed him, they found the body, they found the sulfuric acid, and before... Wait, sorry, in 16-whatever, they could find sulfuric acid in a body. To be fair, I don't know the details, but all I know is that two years later, so they'd been married for two years, Somerset and Francis, when they were... In jail, they were they were in court again. So they got taken to court along with four conspirators, and they were on trial for murder. This feels like a setup of someone else's design. Well, I mean, I don't know who found out that what happened. Two years later. Two years later, yeah. Although things were slower then. (laughs) So that probably felt like who was on to us so fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so when you said exhumed, I was like, they zoomed him. We've been in lockdown for too long. Lockdown for too long. So how do you think Francis and Somerset pled? I'll give you a clue. One pled not guilty, the other pled guilty. I think Francis pled not guilty. Okay, Francis not guilty, Somerset guilty. Amy? Yeah, uh, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, do, I do think that because I reckon... the tables <laughs> have turned. That's, I was going to say that, that was well. The arm flick was the power. <laughs> and the copier becomes the... Copied. 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 Oh, yeah, that's an actual just normal word. (laughs) There was a real word available for me, but I... I, I mean, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, so I think... Yeah, I think it's that way around because I think he has more chance of getting off, maybe? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, well, Francis pled guilty. Somerset... I was going to say the opposite, but I didn't want to take up time. But now I have. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Um, Said he was innocent, um, but he was encouraged by King James to just, like, say you're guilty if you... We can't cut out the burps either. Anyway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hi, Hannah George. Um, So, yeah, so King James basically (laughs) said, if you plead guilty, then you get sentenced to death and I'll pardon you. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Holy shit. Yeah, but he didn't for some reason. Um, (gasps) He told him to and then he let him die. Well, another thing before we get to that, a spectacular twist. Who do you think was on the jury for this case? The audience would gasp if they were here. when Robert! They... Robert! Bobby! Robert! Yes, he was on the fucking no. jury. Fuck. For his ex-wife's case where she, she and her... He new... set oh, this come up. on. Yes, he's behind it. Two years he, on, he still never no got over being dick-shamed. <laughs> yes, and he fucking loves making jellies. We all know that about Robert. Do you know what I think? Go on. I think he set this up. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> so yeah, but because of um Francis and Somerset's social standing, um they were they were found guilty, obviously, but because of their social standing, uh, they were sentenced to life in jail rather than death. And then just don't eat the jellies. <laughs> <laughs> but their other conspirators were all hung. So they all died Because they weren't posh. Exactly. Were they in prison together or apart? <laughs> well, Hannah George, I think you mean hanged. This is no time to dick shame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hanged. Oh, yes. um, Someone always pulls us up on that. Yeah, they and do. I can't remember who, and I never learned the lesson. <laughs> Is it someone on Twitter saying, uh, I really love the podcast, but actually uh, it's hanged, it's not hanged. hung. Yeah. And we just wrote back, like, insecure? <laughs> we, we didn't. We just didn't reply. We just didn't reply because we're all frightened. What I mean is... <laughs> we're frightened of the faceless men on the internet. Um, so just to round off I mean, this story... We're not frightened, we just didn't want to engage. Yes, what she said. And please, if you want to sort of troll us, any just straight to Katie, please. <laughs> 
Um, so how far do you think their privilege went when it came to this punishment? Do you think they spent the rest of their life in jail? Do you think they were allowed to be in jail together? Yeah, they were allowed to bonk. She gets pregnant. They let them out. And then they just live in like a shed. <laughs> okay, Taylor, what do you think? Well, the fact you asked, could they be together? I guess, yes. Well, it's only because Katie asked, were they together in prison? Wow, I'm not paying attention very well tonight at all. <laughs> until you speak, and then I just repeat. We could cut Amy out of this entire episode. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. I know you're no, right go there. for it. We'd... Go for it. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Okay, Amy, can we have Taylor's answer? Yeah, so I think Taylor was going to say... <laughs> uh, so... so <laughs> you know this is like in SNL when they have to sing the song together oh, yeah. you know with Kristen we Wick. did arrange a song do you remember Taylor? yeah it's about this specific circumstance it oh, is please do it they, they were, were kept together in a house but not a jail <laughs> I mean, yes! <laughs> I would have happily let that go oh on for the God. rest of the show. That was that beautiful. That is my new favourite thing to happen on the podcast. <laughs> that was awesome. And can I say, Amy, how generous of you to have done that after Taylor has treated you the way she has. <laughs> oh, that $20 I spent on improv in New York. I knew it would pay dividends. Taylor, it wasn't $20. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've added for inflation but. <laughs> I mean yeah they spent two years in the Tower of London where they were allowed to live together oh they had a baby I was right with my that. stupidity <laughs> I said she gets preggers and then they live in a hut so I might not be right about everything <laughs> but she did get preggers yeah and they had a baby and, and also in prison in prison kind of a hut. so basically they were in a nice flat yeah, yeah. like At the imagine how much you'd expense. pay <laughs> You'd Literally central London. In there. <laughs> yeah. oh. Near a tube. So much as walk. <laughs> they had them but all those tourists. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> taking pictures. Mm. They had that. Do you know what? I imagine there was more like tourists in those days, wasn't there? Like for the Tower of London, because people actually got fucking like killed there. Oh. Whereas now it's kind of like, oh, isn't this historical? Mm. But then. It was like, look, that guy's going to die in a minute. Yes, yeah, And there's less options, like Sea Life Centre didn't exist, London Eye wasn't there. <laughs> so it's like, let's go to London, what should we see? Beheading. Yeah. Yes. Good I days. I get it, I get it. Probably a lot less talking. There's a lot of talking on those tours. A lot. <laughs> so yeah, they were in the Tower of London, they were allowed visitors, uh, they had their very own prison concierge. Nice. And like I said, they got out two years later because they were pardoned because they are privileged. So yeah. wow. that was the story of extreme privilege and the murder of Thomas Overbury. So cheers! Cheers! Wow. To oh, be shit. so rich, you're above the law. I know, I've just poured my oh, uh, drink into the candle. I don't have any... I don't <laughs> I have have any what is wrong? It's the first show. It still didn't go out. These things are freakish. <laughs> That's where the ghosts live. Did you really pour it I in? poured it into the candle. Uh, future reference. Okay. Also usable as a cup. Oh, so. <laughs> I thought you were going to take a sip. Waste <laughs> <laughs> um, not, what not. So the last part of the podcast is that we um, have a listener crime. Now, the person who sent us a listener crime, she was supposed to be here tonight. She was going to come on stage. It was going to be a whole thing. Of course, so Amy, if you're watching somewhere at home, hello, thank you for this crime, and we're going to get you justice. So dear drunk women, a couple of years ago, I drove to Nottingham for a New Year's Eve party. It was the day before the party, and I parked my faithful Ford KA near the main road underneath a street lamp. Ford car. Sorry. Oh, is that how it's... That's how I used to say it. Ford car? What do we... Car? Car? Yeah. You know, maybe it was a KA and I said it wrong. Continue. I thought you were being cool. I'd a say... A Ford KA. 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 The Ford ka. ka. Ford ka. <laughs> <laughs> and I call it a car, but I always think the R has fallen off of the back. <laughs> she parked her faithful Ford near the main road. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she underneath a street lamp to hopefully not get mugged when she got back in her car the next morning to drive to the party or the next evening so new year's eve came around she got doled up walked to the car only to find glass everywhere <gasps> the car had been burgled no whoever gave her the tip to always park under a street lamp yep that's amanda not can you cut that out just cut that out i don't think anyone's seen it yet actually <laughs> yeah. it seems fine um, <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so it was just bullshit. Like, if you park under a street lamp, you're still going to get burglarised. So upon closer inspection, I found they had well and truly rummaged through my entire car. Seats Aww. pulled apart, map books discarded. <laughs> this is a long time ago. <laughs> and storage <laughs> compartments in disarray. Apart from leaving my car looking like a hellhole, I realised the only things they'd actually taken was all of my homemade CDs. Oh. So she had, basically, she had homemade mixes, which she'd made or been gifted by ex-boyfriends since she was about 13. Her favourite one featured lots of JoJo, some Naughty's Garage. Oh. So my question to you, she says, is, who do you think did it? And B, what do you think they did with my CDs? Most of which were decorated with glittery stickers. <laughs> Thank you, and that's from Amy. What do we think? For Amy. Whoever advised her to park there knows she's got a banging taste in music. <laughs> Jojo, yes, please. What did, what did Jojo do? Um, when I'm with you, it's paradise. <laughs> do you remember that? You kiss me once, I'll kiss you twice. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, no. I'm I remember stop that. Now. I'm starting to think Amy stole this CD. <laughs> I would have if I'd have known where she was bloody parked. <laughs> um, so I think maybe there's it, there's got to be some sort of link to people she knows there, right? Do you think it was a targeted CD crime? I think it's a targeted CD crime because okay. otherwise you'd you'd... It does feel that way. You Park said, under the light where we well, can they, see you, where we they, can see exactly what we're doing <laughs> so we can distinguish between the good mixes and the bad. Yeah, and you said they left MacBooks. No, no, she had some maps in her car and oh, they just... Um, oh, not MacBooks. Wait, this changes everything. <laughs> I thought MacBooks. I was like, who's leaving yeah. Apple MacBooks? Yeah, I thought, well, they obviously knew her and their fucking her CDs because yeah. no one would leave a computer. So now no I think it's maps. just drug-addled people. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my mind. That one's really vulnerable to viruses. <laughs> oh, mm. oh, so not so memory. So they took, they just took, took her CDs, CDs, but they left maps. Maps. And her, the stereo itself or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just the CDs that went, which is interesting that Amy says about, I mean, there was a New Year's party later that night. If she'd made it to it, do you think maybe they were playing JoJo? Were they playing a lot of noughties? Or do you think it's someone that hadn't thought through their playlist and they were like, quick, I'll get a whole, <laughs> yeah. I can't hire a DJ, they're all booked. I party. I'll rob this car. <laughs> maybe um, it's a DJ that's been booked for a New Year's Eve party. Okay. He's very much like me. He said, I can do the job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the tray. I've got everything I need, actually. Don't you worry about me. How much is it? 50 quid? Yes, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll be there in an hour. And then on his way to the gig has gone, I've got nothing. He's seen some sparkly CDs with glitter on it yeah. and gone, that oh. looks banging. Yeah. Okay. What were the CDs wearing? This is the thing. They were wearing, <laughs> they were wearing glitter. They were asking so for it. They were asking <laughs> to be Nick. I like that. I like the idea. It's 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 a DJ who hasn't like hasn't planned ahead. I think. I mean, Amy. I don't know if that helps, but um, I hope we've brought you yeah. some kind of peace. Yeah. Okay. So we solved it. Almost at the end of the first show of the evening. So, Amy, just all that's left for us to do is ask you, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Oh, so... <laughs> oh, it's not a lot, is it? Like, right now, there's not a lot going on. Um, but if you follow me on Twitter, at that Gledhill, then we can just, like, be friends in that and just, like, talk about, like, erections and... <laughs> <laughs> do you know, like, just, like, normal, like, goss and, like, Jojo and that, so... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, do that, um, and then I'm yeah I'm in this double act called the delightful sausage, which isn't for everyone. But <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really not. Uh, so it's very surreal and disgusting. Um, <laughs> so if that's up your street, follow mm, sausage on Twitter. That's three M's. <laughs> we didn't think through any of our like social handles oh, yeah, when brilliant. we did it. I love when like a disclaimer is also an advert. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, I can't stress enough. It's not for everyone, particularly my auntie Carol. She's um, <laughs> not a fan. What um, was the name of your Edinburgh show? It was Ginster's Paradise. Love it, love it. So it was about uh, it was about uh, like nineties holiday camps. Um, yeah, just that really. Just that. Is that enough? Perfect. I'm That's absolutely more than enough. Thank you so absolutely much. Absolutely perfect. I am going to say quickly, we are on Patreon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to plug us. It's been a really fun year. We're so glad that we've been able to carry on with the podcast remotely. 
If you'd like to support us even more than you do, Patreon is a great platform that helps you support the artists that you like to make the content that you love or like. You might just <laughs> like it. <laughs> but in return, you um, I'm on there. I'm lonely. I will chat with you. Uh, don't let that put you off. But um, <laughs> if you join up, you get uh, rewards in return, like ad-free listening, and we do a special extra content episode called The Drunk Women Lock-In, where we uh, debrief after our episodes. So check us out. It's patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. It's so hard to plug that. I don't know why I saluted. That is such a good plug. I love it. I love it. I think the salute really sold. Hey. (laughs) Also this, if you want to relive this immediately, uh, these videos will also be on Patreon at some point when we actually get, like, understand the tech. So like this show and the show that's coming up in a minute. So, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you to our guests. Thank you. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 